Oh, hey, everybody. It's Del Shores and it's Friday. And we're not live yet? We are. Yes. I just didn't know you were going to keep going. And I remember saying, okay, one more time. Take two. Bam. Hey, everybody. It's Del Shores and it's Friday. <laughs> okay. The, the, the lyrics go I'm Del Shores and I'm Emerson Collins. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Uh -huh. Hey, everybody. I'm Del Shores. And I'm Emerson Collins, and you're watching the Dallin Emerson Show. Straight talk. Real gay. Well, take Ooh. it as a sign of the show. It's kind of going to be. It's going to be frayed, y'all. It's going to be flawed. I was just trying to mix it up a little bit. I just gave you the wrong cue. I used it. I would think as a, as a writer, director, you would consider the importance of script changes being shared with the whole cast. Yes, okay. I've just got yeah. this How are you, everybody? You're How in a great mood. I am a good mood. I am in a good mood. We should be in a good mood. How are you? We have had a wonderful work day. Um, so how is everybody out there? We hope you are doing well, and whether you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, say hello. Uh, share the broadcast with your friends as we get into all the LGBTQ news and nonsense. Send us some comments. We may put them up and, you know, comment ourselves up on them. So uh, oh, no, we usually there. pride ourselves on being one take wonders. But, you know, sometimes you just need some chances to get it best. You know what, Emerson, I was I did this Instagram post today and I think it's age. I just like I, I've, I've been thinking about age. Did you know what somebody had the I sound like Latrell had the audacity to say to me on what? Instagram that I was too old to wear a tank top. They wrote Ooh. privately and said I was too old to wear a tank top. No. Yes. And I said something about it in my ramblings on Instagram and, oh, everybody's coming after. Oh, you're not too old. And, you know, sometimes you just need a little validation, y'all. And if you'll a just little. call people. <laughs> Sometimes I need a lot of validation. And, um, it's just like there's so many things when you get older. You know, you wake up with this shoulder hurting, and then you look in the mirror, and there's a ear hair that's going around your head and up. It's it's a lot. I hear you. Well, and speaking of validation, you know, I told y'all the other day because I spend so much money at Into and Bodywear uh, on their products, I entered a jockstrap contest to win a hundred dollar merch. Credit. So I just put the link in the chat room if you want to vote for me, um, yeah, and I'll give you a little you get preview to of yes. my. What are you trying to say while I'm, I'm talking? For you, I wanted to say yes. It's worth hitting the link. I voted for you. I'm trying to support you. There it is. To see the ridiculously inappropriate rest of the photo, click the link and please vote. You know, I'm desperate. We're talking a lot about how important voting is, and this is real good practice. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's a great segue into uh, the DNC, I guess. It's like, now we have one more news thing to talk about about us. We do? Yes. yes. Oh, what yes, are we, we doing? Do. Shall I do it? I think you should. It's named after you. It was going to be. It was going to be sloppy. It's going to be messy today, y'all. Just bear with us. We will get all the information out. Uh, we started what is a. Oh, I think is a wonderful thing. It's called the Del Shore Studio, and it is a place where artists can come and learn and grow. And I am teaching there. I've been teaching there for quite a while. It's all virtual right now, 
and Matt Hayes is a part of it, Emerson Collins is a part of it, and Blake MacGyver is a part of it. And today we're gonna to have a launch party at 5.30, right after this, we're, we're, we're hopping y'all. We are gonna just, you know, take a swig, fix a drink, and then go right into that. So y'all join us, even if you're not an actor or an artist, come hang out with us, have, have another hour with us if you want to. It'll be fun and we will tell you what we, else we do in our lives. And I'm really genuinely excited. You know, Dell's been teaching workshops and masterclasses across the country as long as I have known him. Um, and I'm really excited uh, to be a part of it. Blake and I are gonna be teaching two musical theater workshops together in September, and we're all available for private coaching and a lot of things. So if you wanna check it out, uh, visit the Dellshorestudio.com. We're offering 50% off half price first coaching sessions for y'all to try it out. So come join us. If you're an artist or interested, uh, we're all excited. You know what, even if you're, we're we a safe place to come. Even if you're, like, if you're that person who was the best actor in high school, or you loved it in college and you gave up that dream and you would like to return to that dream, we'll just explore. We have so many people doing that and it's, it's fun. We, we, it's a nurturing place and it's not a cruel place like some acting uh, classes are and we're not like that. So yeah, and Blake teaches vocal lessons at all levels. If you're starting singing, if you're auditioning, so we're trying to really address the full range of artist needs. So come join us and check it out. Yes, and speaking of theater and all the things that we love, we have very special guests with us. Somebody I love dearly, uh, Mr. Ed Decker from the uh, New Conservatory Theater Company. A year ago, I was rehearsing the premiere of This Side of Crazy there. And I love this man. And they started a new podcast. And Desiree Rogers will be joining him. Uh, their podcast is called In Good Company. It's new episodes every Wednesday. And we're very excited to have them with us at the end of the show today. Yes. All right. So we are ready to do the news. Y'all, what did everybody think of the last three nights of the DNC? Um, well, may I weigh in? Uh <laughs> It's like, well, yes, I think it'd be great if you weighed in while people wrote comments. I, you know, you can't call him Sleepy Joe last, uh, after last night. He, I thought he did a, a, a really great job. I, you know what I loved about the DNC? It showed what America really looked like. I, we, I get so tired of seeing, you know, people gathering around Trump's desk and they're just all old white men. And this, this, this showed the diversity and it showed the compassion. I was touched so many times, that little boy that was the stutterer. Right and it showed Joe Biden's humanity, how he has been touching people for so many years. That story that the rabbi told about him showing up at the shiva of that uh, amazing woman who had given Joe Biden $18 for every campaign that he ever had. I mean, I get, it makes me emotional to think that there is somebody, somebody that, wants to be president who has a heart and a soul. And um, that's, that, that's what I got out of more than anything. And y'all, I heard some horrifying statistics last night and I would like to bet them. I actually would love somebody to tell me if this is true. Said that 10% of the LGBT community only from the ages of 18 to 25, only 10% voted in the last election. So um, I wonder if that, I, I, I I heard that and I, I want to know what the real number is, but no matter what it is, it wasn't as much as it should have been. We got to vote. That's what 
And there are ways to register to vote right now during this broadcast. You can go and register to vote. If you're not going to vote, then why? Erica said, loved all the representation. Vicki said, loved the DNC. Terry said, it gave me hope for the future. Ken said, the dicks blew it out. The chicks yeah. blew it out. The chicks blew it out of the water. Jim said, watch some of the sieges. Um, here was my, you know, big takeaway. In remembering that as Democrats, you know, trying to bring in liberals and progressives and represent so many things, they're trying to create this big tent where everyone is welcome. I actually found this virtual DNC so much more impactful than ones in the past, you know, really being intimate and thinking about the range of people from AOC endorsing Bernie to that cheesy, delightful panel of the seven other candidates talking about it, seeing Bernie's enthusiasm for Biden, seeing Elizabeth Warren talk about a specific plan of Biden's that she loves with the little BLM letters in the background, Pete speaking in the place where he got engaged or where he got married, you know, the range of who we are and the clear message of all of us being on the same page to this idea of building back better. You know, it's simple, but it's a great counter to this idea of making America great again, which looks backward and build back better is looking forward. And the specific honesty Joe Biden spoke with, right, about his own past, about why he cares, about why he will work with anybody to do the right thing. And then we can push him and Kamala, whose speech was so fiery and so smart and so great, and push them to do what we want after electing them. I just... Yes, we got to elect them. We have to. I mean, boy, are they out in, in fighting for him today with new ads and uh, go, going strong against... Um, uh, I love the roll call. I love it. Judy, I love the roll call too. I thought the roll call was fantastic. I thought, y'all, I thought there was some, some really great speeches. I thought Michelle Obama's speech was fantastic. I thought uh, President Obama's speech was fantastic. Uh, and, and, and Jill Biden. I love Jill Biden because my mother was a teacher and my daughter is a teacher. And I feel like I'm a teacher sometimes. And I love, I love that she was in her that classroom and you know and, and the people that she touches and cares for and the fact that she taught at a community college after it while he was you know anyway I, well no i know this is important you know i think you're right I, and i think about what they talked about right that our community was mentioned and represented the three gay men sam park and kenyatta matthews with his fiance on screen together you know that when they talked, they talked about Seneca Falls and Selma and Stonewall, you know, that they really are speaking to all of us. And I believe that these are leaders we can hold accountable and that we have to, you know, elect them and then engage with them continuously on what they want. We want them to do for all of us, push them further, push them harder. But I believe that they represent what we want to be. Do we know, by the way, do we know what the entertainment is going to be uh, next week? Because we, we got Not Jennifer Hudson and John Legend and the chicks. The, the chicks. Well, and I mean, it, it didn't just stop there. It went, There was some crazy great entertainment. And then the co-host, I loved all of them. Every one of them. I loved how irreverent Julia Louis-Drivas was last night. It wasn't like she was like being politically correct on any level. And I loved the range of who those women speak to. You know, Ava Longoria for the Latinx community. Uh, 
Kerry Washington, sincerity. Tracy Ellis Ross is wink. And then Julia Louis-Dreyfus just laughing in her face. As a billionaire white woman, that's appropriate. And Octavia Spencer with a few voiceovers every single night. Uh, yes. Narrating. Um, yeah, so it was. It was oh, yes, as Ken says, Tib Nugent and Kid Rock. That's yeah. next week. And I think that uh, they have, um, don't they have Scott Bayo as a speaker? And, and yep. then all, now they're, it's like all the relatives are speaking. Um, yes. Jared, Amanda, Don Jr. I don't think they're letting Eric. I don't think yeah. they're letting him. Our say show's that. next week about that will be. A lot less joyful than this one. I'm going to watch, though. I will. Well, yeah. I'm a junkie, and I will you watch. Need, you need to know what the other side is saying in order to counter it. So we'll show up, grit our teeth, and laugh on the show together next week. All right, on to the news, y'all. Oh, yes, and there will be some log cabin Republicans at that convention next week. And this week, they released a video in support of Trump starring my favorite person in the whole wide world, and can you feel the sarcasm dripping? Uh, Richard Grinnell, uh, Trump uh, quote tweeted the video saying, my great honor in the video. Grinnell says, President Trump has done more to advance the rights of gays and lesbians in three years than Joe Biden did in 40 plus years in Washington. Uh, he lists Joe's history of things we've discussed saying gay people can't actually get security clearance because they are a security risk that he supported Don't Ask, Don't Tell. DOMA, cutting off funds to school that teach acceptance of homosexuality was against marriage equality. Then he says, now we've made progress. Joe Biden has changed his mind. He points to out Trump is the first president to be pro-gay marriage from the first day in office. Then he tries to tie Obama and Biden's support for the Iran nuclear deal to supporting that regime's terrible treatment of LGBT people and acts like Trump's opposition to Iran is about us. He points out Trump spoke at the United Nations challenging 69 countries that criminalize, criminalize homosexuality. He was also very upset for some reason that Biden did not congratulate him on his appointment as ambassador. Possibly, sir, it's because nobody gave a shit and nobody wanted to congratulate you because we did not think that it was worthy of congratulating. Uh, he saves the end to make his case for gay people being Republicans. He's saying there are millions of patriotic, patriotic gay Americans who are sick of being told to sit down and shut up by those who want to control us. They are afraid of our voice, who want to keep equality a partisan issue. They try to bully us into silence. Yesterday's champions of diversity are today's intolerance. Gay people don't have to vote Democrat because Donald Trump is the most pro-gay president in American history. I must go to the bathroom and vomit now. I went to HRC and GLAD, y'all, and I would look at all of the horrific things that this administration has done to us. And if you don't, go to my Twitter because I did a thread of 53 today, 53 tweets of all the HRC showing everything in response to Richard Grinnell. And what I want to say to this motherfucker is if you think that you practice Christianity because you say I am a follower of Christ, I am not a Christian, but I am a better Christian than you and any of this administration. And well, and what's disingenuous about this video and what's dangerous is there's a number of places in the video where he only says lesbians and gays, right? Which is back to that like white cis gay privilege of like ignoring the trans community, leaving behind black people and people of color, and only focusing on 
that yes, on the technical level, supported same-sex marriage when he got into office, but really he was against it. And then when they asked about the court case, he said, well, it's sort of done. And so whatever, not a ringing endorsement. And it's disingenuous at certain points to look back and say in 73, Joe Biden said gay people shouldn't have security clearances. Sure, but look at what he has done since then. You know, the vast yeah. majority of people were against it at that point. And certainly Trump was. And looking at, like you just said, what the, this administration has done and continues to do. We have more stories about it today against our community makes your attempt to pull the wool over people's eyes bullshit. And if you want to be a log cabin Republican, hold the Republican Party accountable. Stop That's trying right. to convince us why it's OK for you to be one. That's what I said to the other day, somebody uh, on, on one of on Instagram and actually I had a pretty good engagement with this person because he said, I am not going to support, you know, I'm a, I'm a right of right homosexual and I, I support Trump and I love Trump, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, and I do not support a party that, uh, that uh, embraces nine month abortions. And I just went to the whole history of that bullshit. And I sent him the link and I said, before you come, let's make a deal. Before you write lies on my page, would you please do your research? And I promise I will not go to your page and write any lies. I am so sick of that where they're just like, they pull something way back. People evolve. You and I have evolved. People that are listening to this, we have all evolved. Some of us, it took a long time to even come out. I was 35. We evolved. But what are you doing now, Log Cabin Republicans? What are you doing to change the horrific, nasty rhetoric in all the platforms, many of the platforms, it's still there. Log Cabin Republicans of Texas, when have you gotten a booth at their convention? Never, because you are the red-headed stepchild. Nothing against redheads. And well, and because actions demonstrate change, right? So you can counter those older comments from Biden with his actual actions in the last years. And so that answers it. And Erica said, I think he needs a PS letter. Yeah, PS, fuck you. There it is. And directly related, right, to what the Trump administration is doing. We've talked about the Department of Health and Human Services rule that was supposed to go into effect this week to undo the Obama administration expansive definition of sex discrimination applied to the health care law. Well, on Monday, fortunately, a federal judge issued an injunction preventing the Trump administration from enforcing it while the lawsuits on it are heard because their definition is at odds with the recent Supreme Court decision, the Bostock decision on employment discrimination. Man, we've talked about how important that decision was and how much more it affects specifically for trans people. The decision is in a suit filed by two trans women, Tanya Asponsa Johnson Walker and Cecilia Gentili. Both women have legal standing to sue and are likely to succeed on the merits of the case, the judge said. So delayed it going to effect, but this is a direct example of this administration fighting against our community. So. There you go. Okay, deep breath. Boy, my blood pressure. I think my blood pressure just went up with this, this log cabin Republicans. Uh, as, our, as our friend Danielle says, in 2012, Biden called discrimination against the trans community the civil rights issue of our time. That is someone showing up and doing the work to be an ally. Yeah, and, and yes, he, he admits, as does Hillary, as does Obama. I was on a different page at one time, but I have evolved and I see now. Um, so 
Um, anyway, all right, we got a, another anti-masker. This is not a Karen. Is it Carl? Is that what they call the the boys that are um, like the Karens? Um, the Kevin. Is the it Kevin? Kevin? Anyway, so 52-year-old. This is really an interesting story because it's one. It's a gay guy. It just shows that they're horrible gay people too. 52-year-old Timothy Gaskin is a gay man who once co-hosted a cable access show and then an LGBTQ-focused weekly talk show called Outspoken, O-U-T, Spoken. This week he had a meltdown. Y'all probably saw it. It's in, it was in Marshalls. Um, and he, uh, he was asked to wear a mask by a store employee. He goes on a smugly aggressive rant while holding a McDonald's cup saying, uh, you dumb fucking faggot, what's your problem? What's your dumb fucking faggot problem? You don't know the law. That's how stupid you are. He actually did it very calmly too. He goes, it'll cost you $75,000. It's a health code violation to deny service based on someone's disability. He looked very healthy, by the way. Uh, do you want to be, uh, to, to look up that law? Do you want to look up that law first? And this faggot right here, that's, he's pointing to the person who's uh, videotaping him. He doesn't know the law. He thinks he's smart. He tells them to read Governor Gavin Newsom's mask mandate and fishes, finishes, then he finishes with, if you kick me out, it's $75,000. Call the police. I'm going to love this. It's a $75,000 fine. And then he goes to the guy, dumb Mexican doesn't know. So he wasn't just a gay hating gay using horrible, horrible words, but then he went racist. Gets very weird after that. A second video shows him a little later. He went, and uh, if you want to see what he, he starts to do for the benefit of the camera, watch this, okay? So, um, where is Hold he? on. Hold on. Where is Timothy? Hold on. I didn't do it right. Just one second. I want y'all to be able to hear it. Because this is just odd. We don't have a, an engineer here. It's just us. And, and when I say us, I mean it's Emerson. It's just Emerson. Because uh, this just goes weird. Okay, watch this last piece. What's your name, boss? What's your name? Yeah, that's what, go ahead, do that. What's your name, boss? Like, I, like, what was he thinking? Like, oh, I see you on camera and I want to show off. Like, like what, what did he think? Like, this was, you know. That went, that went awry. Video chat on Scruff or something? I don't know. It was just a very, very strange, uh, you know, it was like, oh, I see your video of me and this weird smug. And it is. It's so frustrating to watch a gay man be smug about not being considered of the general welfare. You know, we continue to talk about it because it really matters how there's certain white gay men who think, man, I get to do what I want uh, wherever I want related to privilege in our culture. And it's the calm smugness, you know, that was so riling for me about it. I wanted to, the, the kid uh, tweeted about it that actually was the, the store um, employee at um, Marshall's and I wanted to see if he would come on the show and talk to us about it because I think it would be so interesting uh, to, to get a little follow-up. I wonder what happened. Like they, where it went, like did he leave? What was the- Did he leave? Did he, you know, did he get his 
you know, know. for half price. I don't know. Um, good for them for holding them accountable. Because Marshall had some good sales on underwear. I know that. Oh, well, there you go. I'm, I'm not buying underwear at Marshall. <laughs> um, a quick update. We told you last week about uh, Florida politician Chevron Jones, uh, who was targeted with the homophobic robo text after he was turned away from a blood donation center. Well, he won the Democratic primary on Tuesday night by more than 27 points. His district is heavily Democratic, so he will likely be the first outstate senator in Florida. So yay. Yay. Bigotry did not affect his chances. And then just a fun one, because I know we haven't been doing a lot of sports ball, because also there's not a lot of sports ball happening. And also I don't really care about it that much. But I did find a very stimulating video that here is just a moment of you all to enjoy L.A. Dodger Clayton Kershaw. Uh, he's on the sidelines in a game against the Mariners, you know, getting ready uh, to play and, you know, just needed to take care of some things. And I, he didn't know he was on camera. And so we all got this moment we can enjoy together. I like that he has his shirt undone like that. Oh, 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 find it, find it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and right in front of these people. <laughs> like, just right in front of his friends. I just feel like they have a very good friendship. You know, you're real close. That's just what, what I call a, is it there check? Is it I, there? Yeah. Is it still there? I was hiking today and there was a, a, a guy that didn't realize that as I was coming up on him and he was just really like, I think he had a bad, bad itch or something. And he was, he had his hand down and just going at it. And then he saw me see him and he goes, oh, hey man. And we, we both had masks on, but uh, I just loved it. I said, his, his eyebrows went up. So you could tell him. say, you okay? You don't want to lose. They, they, they have products for that. They, there's a CBC right down the street, right? Just two blocks down. Okay. Yeah. And more, Sometimes you just got Wait, I get to go too. You told you, uh, oh, but sometimes you just got to get in there. You know, it's just wait, check is it there? Make sure it's okay. But if you're doing it a lot, it means you're not wearing high quality enough underwear, and they don't hold your package where it's supposed to be. I bought a plant the other day. One last one. Do we have? Are we? Are we over? Are we good? Okay. I love yeah. that you're ready to go on. I tell one more, and then you got one more. Okay, never mind. But, no tell it. No, it was just. Sure the, I love my new plant over there. But the guy who sold it to me, I couldn't help but when he was holding the plant, he had no underwear on and it, he was really packing. Uh, and, and so then on Instagram, he said he was showing he's aware of it. He is so aware of it. He's holding a plant right above his dick. And he says, look at this. And it says, look at this monster. He knows about the plant. Yes. And we're so, great. It's hey, gray sweatpants. Monster, I saw that monster. Gray sweatpants were invented for a reason. That's All right. right. In on. more, in more dick news. Um, there's a strange. This is uh, we just like all dick stories right in a row. There's a strange group of uh, gun enthusiasts who mock expressions on praise for basic gun safety by posting pictures of themselves pointing uh, guns at their dicks. Because uh, that will change everybody's opinion about guns. In a Facebook uh, group devoted uh, to this called Loaded Guns Pointed at Venus, that's misspelled on purpose so they can get away with it on Facebook, a San Diego man shared his story. He posted a video of himself pointing his 45 caliber M1911 semi-automatic 
at his groin and it goes off and he shot himself in the balls. He then posted a picture of his naked legs and splattered blood all over the carpet floor, which I am just shocked that he was able to take a picture after the incident. A towel is stuffed between his legs and printed out copy of the constitution is crumpled on the edge of the photo. His caption said, hey boys, spelled B-O-I-S. Um, I like B-O-Y-Z. Uh, I might have fucked up. The guy, a little bit. what's that? A little bit. Uh, the guy posted uh, through the incident as he bled. He kept posting later, writing, God's caliber 45 went through my scrotum mattress, box spring, and floor. He later posted a picture of himself in the hospital, pointing his finger towards his crotch like a gun, saying, Turns out it wasn't a graze. That round went right through, right the fuck through me. What I thought were two graze root wounds turn out to be an entrance and an exit wound. An admin for loaded guns pointed at Venus says the man is doing 100% okay because we need to know. Uh, and he is already ready to return to work. So I don't want y'all to put him on a prayer list. He's fine. Uh, adding that he doesn't think he needs to be chastised for shooting his own balls in the name of Trump. So I love this so much. Thank I you for giving so me that, Terry Emerson. Much. Thank you. You're welcome. I love, first of all, that what they would mock people talking about basic gun safety, right? Every day there's a story of some toddler or child getting a hold of a gun that wasn't stored correctly. And their way to make fun of it is to hold it at their dicks. Like that somehow says we shouldn't have gun safety measures and good gun control in our country. And that in doing that to mock people who care, this man shot through his scrotum brings me such joy. It was so stupid that he felt the need to continue to post about it. Rather than saying, I'm a dumb motherfucker, he continued to post about it. Oh no, I get that. Once you're getting attention, honey, post through it. Post through it. You got two holes in your balls, man, at least get some good mileage. If I shot myself in the balls, you better believe I would be post. I'm kidding, I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell anyone ever. You know, I'm willing to post looking silly. I'm not willing to post looking the least intelligent being in our country. No, 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 ma'am. I just love it. It's a special kind of thoughtless and careless. Anyway, if y'all are enjoying our show and the nonsense of our slightly looser show today, before we get to our special guests, we do work hard at finding stories to make you think and keep you entertained and keep a good balance. So if you want to throw a dollar or five or 30 or thousands at us because you're just sitting on enough money to, to contribute to all the causes and Joe Biden and the difficult Senate races and us, you can send us a tip on Venmo at Emerson Collins or in PayPal to beardcollinshoresproductions at gmail.com. It's in the ticker at the bottom and we appreciate it. This is when um, our guests are sitting backstage and go, was this the right thing to do? Fortunately, they haven't arrived, so you know they won't know. Maybe stories and what. But yes, we're grateful to those of you who contribute weekly or occasionally. And if you can't, and you just show up and laugh and comment and share the broadcast, we love that just as much. Um, because uh, it, we and we vary the tone. And this next story is really important and very serious. Um, this week, three trans women. Eden the Doll, Jaslyn White Rose, and Jocelyn Flawless 
experienced a prolonged and vicious assault in Hollywood, not far from where I live, um, and police are treating it as a hate crime. But in the course of a very long series of videos, you can see them, the full story, if you go to Eden the Doll's Instagram page, she has it saved. Uh, the first suspect approached and offered to buy merchandise from them and then refused to pay. He came back with a metal bar, demanded the shoes and bracelet from one of them. She gave them to him. And later he assaulted one of her friends with a bottle, knocking her to the ground. They made transphobic comments throughout the assault. And according to Eden, it started when one of the men stole her phone while they were waiting for an Uber. You can see in the video so much because there were so many onlookers who provided no assistance. One was screaming various stages of the assaults. And you can see her attempt to get the their belongings back and her phone. One of them gets hit so hard, she's knocked out and laying in the street and people pass offering no assistance. There's a group watching and laughing the whole time. A man throws a bird kind of scooter at them. And then you see one man say he will give Eden back her phone for $80. It is so long, this assault, y'all. Now, fortunately, Eden ran a campaign. People worked hard spreading the videos and the word and police have arrested 29-year-old yes. Carlton Calloway as the primary uh, instigator of the assault at the beginning on robbery and assault charges. He bragged openly about carrying out the violence on his social media. A man named Winnie Walker was identified from this footage and the campaign. He's been arrested on extortion charges, I believe related to the phone. And another 22-year-old David Williams is still wanted for assault. But y'all, it is hard to watch. These women struggle for a long series of minutes in the streets in Hollywood with this laughter, this horrifying mocking of what's happening to them happening in the background. I just don't understand it. It was just, it's just very difficult to, and painful to watch. And I was like, where was somebody like, I mean, I, I, I have to say I would have done something. I feel like I, I, I would have figured something out to do. Uh, and I, I'm sure people were calling 911 surely during this time. But the fact that people were there just laughing, I just don't get it. And the yeah, the, the laughter and mocking is as horrible as the people taking the phone and doing the assault. You know, being a bystander, laughing at someone else's pain, this experience that is so common for trans women, trans women of color. And we do have to put ourselves in these situations and be honest and be accountable of being willing to risk our safety, to engage on behalf of something that is happening to someone else. And I'm, a, I'm a little man. Uh, there's a lot of times in my life where I probably would have been like, oh, I can call, you know, do this thing from over here. But being willing to be in danger on behalf of another human being is something I'm trying to challenge myself to do, to not just, you know, walk on and call from somewhere else, to interrupt, to engage, to, to, right. to, to be honest, that I would be afraid and want to, a woman passed out in the street, do something and say something. And I know that, it, you know, it, it's scary. It's scary because you see somebody that is that brazen and that's violent. But but the fact that the scooter or whatever that, you know, that bird thing, it was thrown at the wrong person. I mean, that's what, uh, anyway, that's so sad. So I'm glad they caught him and I hope they catch the other guy. Yeah. And if you want more info or to support those three women, Eden the Doll on Instagram, she has a big social media following and she's got a lot of information there about what's happening with them. All right. And um, okay, in, in, in some news that just made me so giddy, 
Um, I knew you'd enjoy this one. Well, I watched it and I just, you know, thank you again for throwing me this story because I loved watching Anderson Cooper the other day just eviscerate uh, someone with his facts and his derision. And this week he let Mike Lindell, the Trump sycophant creator of My Pillow, have it. Uh, Mike Lindell has been peddling a plant extract as a miracle coronavirus cure. It's of oleandrin, oleon, I don't know how to, oleandrin, like oleander, like oleander, but oleandrin drug made from the extract of the plant, uh, nerium oleander. Convenient Lindell is now on the board of the drugs manufacturer. And in the interview, Lindell says that 1000 people have used it safely. And when Anderson repeatedly asked him for peer reviewed studies or tests, Lindell claims to have seen, Lindell says he gave it all to Ben Carson, the holder, you know, he's the holder. Uh -huh. Uh, Cooper points out Carson has been accused of hawking supplements himself. And after repeated attempts to get any solid information, Cooper says, uh, you have no medical background. You are not a scientist. A guy called you in April, said he had this product. You are now on the board and you're going to make money from the sale of this product. You really are a snake oil salesman. I mean, you could be in the old West standing on a box telling people to drink your amazing elixir that there's no proof of. How do you sleep at night? Lindell then said that he has been praying for a cure to the virus and added, I do what Jesus has to do. I do what Jesus has to do. And Cooper snapped back and he said, you think Jesus wants you out there promoting remedies that have never been tested? Bam. So yay, Anderson Cooper, great clap back. And I love it so much. It always makes my heart so happy because Anderson is so centered and so focused and so focused on the facts. And you could tell he brought this guy on just to eviscerate him. Like there was no question that Mike Lindell was going to say anything good about this snake oil bullshit he's trying to peddle to panicked people in the pandemic. That was a mouthful to say. And I, I wanted to the pandemic. That was real good. I hope our actors waiting in the wings appreciated the articulation there. Uh, um, but seriously, that he came and he knew he was going to say, I gave it to Ben Carson. And he was ready with, yeah, Ben Carson hawked bullshit supplements before. And your pillows, you've lied to your audiences. You're, you were taken to court for false claims about the healing powers of your pillow. Like he was just ready to systematically pull him apart. And I loved it. And he wasn't, he was stupid to come on this show. Uh, my friend Will sent me a note uh, right before the show, ironically, and he said, my pillow or concrete floor? And I said, jail cell naked on a coal slab. That was my response. Well, and take it back to the convention, right? Because this really matters. It's not just about making Mike Lindell at my pillow look stupid. Some of the most painful parts of this convention was the woman who talked about her father dying of COVID because she listened to Trump. If this administration says that this new oleandrin will cure people and people take it and go out into the world thinking that they are protected from this pandemic, it's not partisan at that point. It's about a betrayal of leadership. So like Anderson's clapback isn't just for like feeling good of Democrats have taken down this MAGA Trump supporter. It's because when the administration says stuff, people believe it because they expect their government to tell them the truth. That's why it matters to tear him apart, not just because I like sassy Anderson. 
Yes. Well, he was sassy. And and he's not sassy enough for me anymore. He used to be a little sassier. We used to get it a little more often, but he, he's calmed down a little bit. He gives us just once in a while. Um, and in very, very sad news, we talked on Tuesday about Chi-Chi Devane, a beloved uh, Louisiana drag queen uh, who's been in and out of the hospital. And it was announced yesterday, uh, Trinity K. Bonet uh, announced on her Instagram, I believe is the first person that unfortunately uh, Chi-Chi Devane succumbed to her illness in the hospital and has passed away. So to all of her fans, I was certainly one of the joy and spirit that she brought to her work, uh, to her performance, to representing Louisiana. Uh, what a loss it is to the community and uh, sending genuine love and support to her friends and family and fans and the queens. Absolutely, yes. So much love, a bright light lost uh, yeah. for all. I had so much hope after our show. I was hoping that she would make a turnaround. And I, it made me very sad. So, Rest in power, queen. Yes. Um, okay, in lighter news, uh, Cher is very upset over the post office and she's so troubled uh, that uh, Trump has uh, withheld funding uh, to the US Postal Service in order to stop universal mail-in voting. She asked on Twitter if people, I love that she does all caps on Twitter too, it's just all caps. Yeah. Said, people can volunteer at the post office. Then she followed up saying, no, I'm not kidding. But all in caps. Uh, could I volunteer at the post office? Then frustrated, she said, is no one going to give me help with the post office? She finally reported back saying, okay, I called two post offices in Malibu. They were polite. I said, hi, this is Cher. And I'd like to know if you ever take volunteers. Uh, the lady at the post office uh, didn't know and gave me the number to her supervisor. I called and I said, hi, this is Cher. Do you accept volunteers? No need fingerprints and back count ground check. They told her. <laughs> so I'm sure that Cher is now figuring out how to get a background check and some fingerprints because she is going down to that Malibu post office. And y'all, I am getting in my Corolla hybrid. I am driving to the Malibu post office the moment I find out Cher is <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, I look terrible because my post office is two blocks away i can walk so it's always in like pajamas rolling up to your post office and the postal worker is share <laughs> i just Cher, would you like to buy some forever stamps you know or or is is she is she behind the scenes just sorting just so oh no you gotta put share out front She's gotta be. Oh my interested. god! I was, also, can you imagine me and the postal worker that got the call? Hello, this is Cher. No <laughs> last name. Do you think that they believed it? I'm just I like, like that's one of those where you have to say it several times. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I, this story makes me so giddy. <laughs> I just love it. And her frustration on Twitter is: No one gonna help me with the post office? Uh, you know, like, hey guys. Figure this out for me. Um, all right, and then one more quick little thing, I, a, a protest that I love uh, before we get to our very special guests. Um, in Russia, Alexander Donsky is a Russian former mayor turned performance artist, and he put on a big protest art show over the Kremlin in Mas Moscow. As protest, he attached dozens of rainbow balloons filled with helium to a giant rainbow flag and released it. 
He came out as gay to a journalist in October 2017 and said he took this action in response to President Putin criticizing foreign embassies hanging rainbow flags outside their buildings. He called the demonstration LGBT over the Kremlin. Earlier this month, we talked about the U.S. Embassy putting up a pride flag during Pride Month related to their uh, ongoing systemic campaign against any form of LGBT celebration uh, being, uh, you know, propaganda. So real quickly, here's the video. I mean, it's a massive display. This, like these balloons on this flag just floating over the Kremlin. You know, simple, effective uh, piece of protest Love in a place it. where all kinds of demonstration are dangerous. I'll so bravo to this former mayor and for the work uh, he is doing. Yeah, in the form, uh, in the words of John Lewis, that's good trouble. That's absolutely good it is. I hope. Um, all right. Well, they've been waiting patiently in the wings, and we are super excited to join them. The new conservatory. Uh, theater center in San Francisco is dear to our hearts. Dell's directed there. Um, he, sorry, I was sorry. I was like, oh, I, I can share that with you. Um, they were huge supporters of the Sorted Livestream benefit. Their artistic director, Ed Decker, was one of the inspirations for that. And they are doing a really cool new form of theater, uh, being creative artists, since they can't welcome people into their space, they have a new podcast that launches next Wednesday on August the 26th called In Good Company. And we are so excited to bring to the show to talk to us about it, artistic director Ed Decker and actress Desiree Rogers. Welcome. Hello, 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 hello. hello. Thanks for having us. Oh, what this is like a homecoming for me for a second. And Desiree, it's so good to meet you. I love that man so much right there. So Thanks for coming on the show and congratulations on this. I just think it's wonderful. I can't Well, wait. thank you. But, you know, before we go there, I want to be sure to say, you know, uh, thank you again to you two, your viewers, um, and all of the cast of the Sorted Lives Telethon that we did back in May and all of the folks that contributed. I mean, these two guys and that whole group of people, they raised like, I don't know, like 75000 almost $100,000 for 23 theaters across this country. And I just wanted to make sure to shout out that, uh, that yeah. because we are forever grateful for and you. And you've got another check coming your way. As soon as we get paid from uh, the charity buzz and all that, we're gonna send everybody a, a little more than a thousand each. So we, it was our pleasure. And you know, Ed, I'm so grateful to you and all the theaters that have produced my work. I wouldn't have a career without you. I was there a year ago today directing this side of crazy. That's true, it has been a year, hasn't it? Yes. Oh. Well, thank you, thank you uh, uh, again. We're very, uh, very grateful. So Desiree, tell us a little bit about this and the, how it came about and I just love it. Well, uh, I'll, let, I'll leave Ed to tell you how it came about because that's, that's all Ed. But um, it was a fantastic experience. Um, hey Desiree, can you, can you hear me? Lean in real close. We can hear oh. you, but it's a little Hello? quiet. Is there there, there. that much yeah. better? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Academy Awards, and you're saying thank you uh, so much. To, uh, yes, I'm pretty very close. <laughs> yeah. I've been practicing this. I don't know why I can't get this. Oh, oh, here we go. Thank you. Yeah. Well, first, Adele, I actually met you uh, at NCTC when you came to see Late Company. So I met you then. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 And we got it together full circle. Yeah. 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 Um, I. 
I am super grateful that I got an opportunity to be a part of this project because this is very different than anything that I've had the opportunity to do and very different than what NCTC has been doing. And uh, yeah, I'll just leave it to Ed for now and then I'll come back. Yeah, but, but I just want to say you're such a fantastic actress. That was such a wonderful night of theater for me uh, with, with, you know, Cheryl and, and, mm -hmm. yes, and you and it was great. Thank you. Yeah, Ed, explain the, the concept here because it's so exciting and unique. Well, you know, it's 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 a little bit crazy. Uh, back in April, about a month after we got shut down, I, I I'm sure you can all remember how how fluid and changing everything was. Every day there was new news and new information. And and you know, being a being a theater person, I always try to respond to things by actually creating theater, trying to make something happen and speak through the art if it's at all possible. And I was feeling a rather helpless and 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 hopeless and. And then I just got this crazy idea of what if we made a, um, a, a soap opera, an episodic soap opera about a little theater in the in San Francisco that gets shut down by uh, COVID nineteen, um, and that's sort of how the how the idea was how the idea was born. And I, I, like Desiree, I have never produced a radio series podcast before I'm not as experienced as the two of you in all of this technology uh, stuff. So I, um, I, I reached out to five writers that I know and within, um, within a couple weeks, um, we were in the writer's room and this thing just started to evolve and we created this 10 episode podcast called In Good Company that will air in 15, 15 minute episodes over a 10 week period. And then I was able to go to some seven great actors and invite them to join the party. So then we went into the rehearsal room for a couple of weeks um, and the thing just sort of kept kept steamrolling, you know, from there. And all of a sudden we found ourselves doing something more than a soap opera, right, Desiree, mm -hmm. that we were mm -hmm. actually, we created these fictitious characters that were part of a theater that were responding to a moment in time yeah. while it was happening. Yeah. And um, trying to make art from within that space was a really, really unique event because I know a lot of times when we make theater, we we look back on yeah. things, right? Mm -hmm. and, and we tell the story and bring the story forward again. Yeah, and so Desiree, you play Lola, the artistic director. I do, correct? yes, yes. What was this like though, being an actor who can't work, right? Yeah, yeah. Doing a piece talking about artists who can't create. What did you find in this? Well, I found that um, I felt connected to everything that was going on. Uh, being uh, Having the helm of a situation like that and being responsible for so many artists around you and the quality of work that they get to do and having to make choices about who can stay and who has to go. Um, I have never been in that situation before. So that was a leap for me as an artist, but um, I have a lot of people to draw from who are in that situation. So I was able to have compassion, empathy and be open to that struggle. And so I was that informed what I was doing um, in the broadcast and, it well for me, but also it felt great to be working because I'm working with all yeah. these fantastic artists and working with this company that I love so much and I've been working with for years. So it just felt good to be working, to be productive, and to you mentioned something about John uh, John Lewis's and Good Trouble yeah. with the kind of work we're doing here. It feels like Good Trouble. It feels like acting in the moment to do something to make the world a better place and help other people to 
embrace the moment in a deeper way and to be with other people that are going through the same things they are. And so that felt like I was doing something active. So yeah, that I love that. that we, we've, that's what, uh, when we did the sort of live stream, it was to say, it's like, you're so depressed, you're so isolated mm -hmm. and your, your, your creative, creativity has just been smashed and shattered. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, I can do this at least for a few weeks. Yes. So. yes. Well, and Ed, I would think, you know, being an artistic director, watching Ooh. the actor playing the artistic director, I would think you would have the best notes on her work. Well, I thought that was really great casting. I thought, you know, you playing Ed, that's, that's diversity casting. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Well, first of all, she's not playing me. She's an no, artistic director all unto, all unto her own. Of course. Um, and actually, I, I, I think maybe it was more enlightening for me to uh, uh, see uh, Desiree uh, interpreting the role and taking the reins and navigating and, you know, dealing um, with, you know, with the situation and um, uh, trying to sort of make sense of the real life parallels and where where fact and fiction were colliding in this story, because yeah. these are not the character, these are not people from New Conservatory Theater Center. This is a whole whole other crew that we in made up. But yeah. the situation that they're dealing with is similar to what all theaters across the country are, are faced with. Mm -hmm. I, I love uh, someone in the chat room, Jiggs, uh, uh, who is, uh, is actually one of uh, a really wonderful writer and stuff. He says, this feels like the original Tells Up the City columns. And it originated right there in the San Francisco Chronicle. Well, Armstead, Armstead gave was one of the inspirations for this, uh, for this idea. Um, well, to, of course, sort of as a giant it. of your yeah. community. Yeah. 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 So to be able to serialize the story and, and then also change with it as we were doing it, right, Desiree? We, yeah. th things were, things were happening in the world and we were trying to respond to them as quickly as we possibly could by incorporating them into, you know, into the, into the storyline and, and um, yeah, I, I think it, there was lots of twists and turns along the way and that seven actors, you know, uh, um, Desiree, I'm sure you will agree, they brought a lot to um, the conversation when we were tweaking the script and, mm -hmm. and um, uh, putting it all together. But yeah. it was fast, Del. I've never, I've never fast. done anything this fast. Yeah, well, it was fast. daytime too. You know, and and do you see the possibility of continuing after this, after these ten episodes, if it catches on? Can we? It would be really cool if it catches on, but I think I'm just doing one day at a time. I don't know about you. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a, a, a week of a, a vacation. I can, I can commit in like periods of time right now, right? Like that's all my emotional energy can can handle uh, but it's so inspiring to see you doing something new for your institution mm. bringing in artists and giving them opportunity I, I do hope you know even as you get back into theater what an exciting thing i hope all of our listeners will show up and listen because what a great thing to add you know maybe they're not often but once a year you know here's the nctc new serial podcast for this year what an exciting idea you found in this difficult time to connect with your audience it's really amazing well, thank you, thank you, and I, I go, Odell, you wanted to say well, I something. I wanted to ask you because you know I, I always get to the money and how we can support you. Is there yeah. is, is there a charge for it or is it donation only? How do they uh, monetize this for you, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> You're always thinking, Mr. George. Um, it's a it's a donation based pod. It's free. It's going to be across um, a wide variety of platforms: iTunes, Google Play. 
um, Spotify, oh Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and at the end of the episode, we invite people to help us keep art alive by making a donation. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see if some things come in from there, but you know, theaters across the country are having to reinvent themselves in order to, um, you know, navigate going forward and stay engaged and stay part of the leadership in the conversation around the things that are going on in the world. And we're doing a lot of that too. All of our classes are online. I know Dell and Emerson, you do all that now on, you know, online as well. And we've taken some of our commissions and adapted them into a, the next thing up is a radio play of a full length play that, that we're, that we're doing. Um, we're going to do a musical extravaganza for the holidays, you know, so we're, we're really staying busy with commissioning new works and trying to create new things in this digital platform with the knowledge that these are things that expand our reach, the LGBTQ plus reach. And we discovered that although this has been very challenging, we have the opportunity to tell our stories further and wider and help more of our community Mm. by having that, you know, uh, reach and opportunity. Well, you have, uh, you have an amazing, uh, not only, amazing actors up there um desiree being one of them i've seen such such good work at your theater but you know it's we we all miss it we miss that Mm -hmm. collaboration with your lighting designer and and the costumes and everything coming together so i'm so glad that you you know you have to think outside the box and you are doing it so we are celebrating with you and we will continue to uh, share on our sites to get people to come in and uh your website ed so that people can donate is it's um nctcsf.org but if you just google new conservatory theater center you'll find us right away and the first two episodes of the podcast series uh drops next wednesday the 26th of august so we're we're very excited when script yeah, really? <laughs> it's a great. It's a great. Uh, that's a great little catchphrase for you. Oh, thanks to our marketing team for that. Yeah. Oh, you've got <laughs> a great marketing so team. Much. They're in it. They are in it to win. They are. We love them. We love them. Thank you but- so much, both of you, for joining us today. It is inspiring to see artists finding new and interesting ways. Desiree, thank you for bringing your talents. Ed, for that's thank you good. for the spirit you bring your community together with. And I will definitely be downloading next Wednesday to yes. hear. Yeah, you can subscribe sure. ahead of time. Just subscribe on uh, iTunes yeah. and mm-hmm. Spotify, and they'll let you know when we're on. Well, we will do it, and uh, do it right on your smartphone. You can go to those podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. It's so good to see you, Ed. I love you so much, Desiree. Love you too, thank you. Love you too, Emerson. Thank you so much for having us. This is so wonderful, and you do such great work. So, thank Hello. you so much for having us here. Thank you all. Bye. 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 They are a delight. And it really is exciting. I meant that. Like, it's so smart. That's so interesting. Making a radio play about a theater. 15-minute bits. So, y'all, make sure you check that out. So, all right. Well, y'all, Leanne Noble says, what a great show therapy session. She always calls this a therapy session. We try. We try. We try to just help the masses, Leanne. Just try. It makes us feel good. We hope it makes y'all feel good. We like sharing stories and focusing on our community, both the good, the bad, and the hilarious, as we all learn and grow together to do our part. Um, And if you want a tip, uh, a special thank you to Allison Busby 
and to Bob Billenberg and Victor Roberts for your contributions today. That is on Venmo to at Emerson Collins and on PayPal to Beard Colin Shores Productions at gmail.com. We know some of y'all wait till the end of the show so you don't miss a moment. And if you have nothing else to do, grab a cocktail between 5 and 5.30 and meet us at thedelshorestudio.com for a little launch party with us. I'm going to go make myself a drink and let's... We'll see you next Tuesday.